the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and the challenges facing today's church live. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one eight 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 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Well, tonight on Contending for the Faith, we come to part six, and we're continuing part six of our challenging series entitled The End of Both Ways, taken from Matthew seven, thirteen, and fourteen. Tonight, Dr. Buckner will talk about two ways and two roads that lead to two different directions or designations, two roads that you cannot both travel at the same time. You have to make up your mind and choose which way you're going to go. So to hear about this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. Brother Gary, you uh, hit it right on the nose when... You said, according to Matthew 7 and 13 and 14, that there's uh, uh, two roads and uh, you can't, uh, you can travel, uh, you can think you can travel on both, but you got to choose, as Brother Gary said. You got to choose. You got to make a decision what road you're going to travel on. And we trust that you're going to travel on that narrow road, that simple road, that uh, road that leads to Jesus and to eternity and being with him forever and ever and ever. We want to call your attention again to uh, the passage in Matthew chapter 7, and I want to read in your hearing uh, verses 13 and 14. So we want to encourage you to look at the passage with us, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Uh, Jesus says here, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word and the exhortation of his truth. We have been doing a series on the end of both ways, and one day is going to be the end of both ways. It doesn't matter what road you're traveling on right now. It's going to be an end to both ways. You're going to meet Jesus, whether you're on the broad road or the narrow road. And uh, you may think that you're going to escape him, but you won't. You're going to have to face Jesus because he told us in Philippians chapter 2, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You're going to have to face him one day, and you can't run. You know, Adam and Eve tried to run, but they could not run away from God. He knew where they were at. He's too high to climb over. He's too wide to get around, and he's too low to get under. He's everywhere. And David said, if I took the wings of the morning, and an eagle, and flew to the uttermost parts of the earth, thou art there. If I made my bed in hell, thou art there. You just can't hide from God, my friend. You got to face him head on and just get real with him because he's, he's real with you. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been emphasizing in this series is being an extreme disciple, an extreme disciple. All of this teaching that Jesus is doing here, 
is talking about being an extreme disciple, an extreme follower, an extreme learner, an extreme dedicated person. Matter of fact, Jesus even went as far as saying in the Gospel of John, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciple. You know, there's a lot of people that just don't have a love for the Word of God. You know, that's one of the requirements to know if you are a true disciple, if you have a love for God's Word and you're studying. He said, if you continue, how many people are continuing in the Word of God, studying it every day, making it a part of their life, and being like David, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, my friend, you need to know the Word and get in the Word and let the Word of God get into you. Now, this extreme disciple is something that Jesus taught on. Matter of fact, the word Christian is mentioned three times in the Bible. And the word disciple is 269 times. What does that tell you? What does that tell you about the importance of being an extreme and radical Disciple, And that's why so many people, according to Jesus in John 6, these words were hard sayings, and they followed him. Some of his disciples went away and followed him no more. We got people like that in our churches today. And when Jesus gave the challenge of being an extreme disciple, he put forth before us three things that you, you have to do. And this is what you got to do in order to get on that narrow road, see? And a lot of Christian folks don't want to do this. They don't want to do this. And Jesus said these are three things that you have to do, according to Matthew 16 and 24. Deny yourself, that's number one. Number two, take up your cross. And that cross don't mean like something beautiful around your neck. It means to die. Be willing to die for him. And then to number three, to follow him. See, this is the requirement of being a true disciple, an extreme disciple, if you're willing to do these three things. And a lot of Christians are not willing to do that. They're not willing to deny themselves and take up their cross and follow him because we're into self. We're into everything that has to do with self, self-seeking, self-interest, self-ambition, self-promotion. You know, we're into all of those selfish things, and that's the thing that's going to keep so many people out of the kingdom of God. Now, let me say some things about this broad road. Let me kind of talk a little bit more about this broad road that Jesus talked about, this broad road. Now, this broad road, you uh, need to check yourself before you wreck yourself because we have a world today that's traveling on that broad road. And we have a lot of people in churches following on that broad road because Jesus said there's few there be that make it. You know, he said many are called, but few are chosen. Are you that few that's chosen? Are you, have you made a commitment to be on that on that narrow road, that narrow road that leads to eternal life. You know, Jesus' teachings is basic and narrow and is transforming. And so there is a broad road that leads to destruction, Jesus said. And he said, many are found therein. And and that day and age is which we are living in today. We're living in that world today by which there's a lot of youth following on that broad road, a lot of adults in the church and outside the church on that broad road, because that broad road is attractive. That broad road has the bright lights. That broad road says to do your own thing. There's a lot of people in Hollywood on that broad road. There's a lot of people today uh, who are popular liberals on that broad road. There's a lot of popular conservatives on that broad road, too, because conservatism doesn't get you in heaven, and liberalism doesn't get you in heaven. It's knowing Jesus that gets you into heaven. And this broad road said it's all right to do your own thing. And this broad road brings before us TV and it brings before us the high and lifted and the rich and the mighty and the wealthy and the famous. It brings before us 
people in the world in Hollywood who's been married seven or eight times like Mickey Rooney and Elizabeth Taylor and many others. This broad road brings before us people who boast about having many abortions. This broad road is involves people involved with pornography and fornication and adultery and gambling and drugs and alcohol abuse. It involves with those who are uh, murderers and drunkards. Uh, This broad road, this broad road has to do with a lot of people who are not Christians committing suicide. Yes, this broad road has to do with uh, people who just don't know Jesus as atheists and agnostics and skeptics and false religions and cults that have to be on this broad road. So you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because Solomon said, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's that way of destruction. So you better decide where you want to be and where you want to go. Let me say this in conclusion. When I get through living this life, when I get through living, I don't want to be destroyed. How about you? When I get through living on this side, I don't want to stand before God and he says, depart from me. I never knew you. When I get through traveling this road, I don't want to be hell bound, but heaven bound. When I get through traveling on this road of life, I don't want to suffer no more. I don't want to have to suffer through eternity, do you? When I get through traveling on this road, I don't want to experience any more traveling to, traveling to destruction, but that traveling to that road of eternity. I don't want no more troubles. Do you want more troubles? If you go to hell, you'll be in trouble throughout eternity. When I get through traveling down here, I want to be God to say to me, well done, then be done. When I get through traveling on this road, I want to be able to have God say to me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Therefore, I must decide and choose which road that I want to be on. And I trust tonight after hearing this message, that you're going to choose to be on that narrow road, that narrow way, that narrow will, that narrow Jesus, and to go to be with Jesus. And that's what Jesus said in John 14, I go away to prepare a place for you. Well, if he goes away to prepare a place for you, you have to be prepared people in order to go with him into eternity. Oh, my friend. Come to know him tonight. You need to come to know him tonight. His ways are straight. His teachings are straight. His principles are straight. Everything that he taught was straight and narrow, and that's why a lot of people don't want to follow Jesus. They want the broad way. They want to be inclusive with everything and go along with everything and in life. But the way to follow Jesus is narrow. It is a narrow way. It is a narrow gate. It is a narrow teachings. And you better be into three W's. You need to be involved with the first W, his will. And then the second W, his ways. And the third W is his works. And his will encompass his works and his will and his ways, but encompass also his word. Oh, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Repent tonight and get on that narrow way that leads to eternal life, or otherwise you're going to be lost throughout eternity. Brother Gary. Well, we thank you for that good word, Dr. Buckner. It's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick the phone up. We want to hear from you tonight. If you have questions or comments for us, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith.
Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Our phone lines are open. We do want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call tonight. Our phone lines are open. We're here for you. If you need prayer, we want to pray with you. If you have questions or comments, you want to dialogue with us, give us a call. Once again, the number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And, you know, we we just want to begin by thanking everyone who has been diligently and faithfully praying for contending for the faith. We couldn't make it without your prayers. We also want to thank those who gave over the past week, who partnered with us financially to keep this program on the air. We want to thank Jackie, Rick, Richard, and Carol, Camila, and Bomani, Sandra. Thank you so much. You know, it costs us 400 a week, and, uh, you know, we're listener-supported, so we do need your help. We do need your prayer support as well as your financial partnership. If God has blessed you by listening to this program, and I know many of you have listened for years, um, won't you consider partnering with us financially? We need consistent prayer and we need consistent giving to keep this program on the air. There's two ways you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. A second way is so much easier. Simply get on your laptop or your computer, your smartphone, tablet. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. And it's that simple. And with the click of a button, you will be making a difference in time and eternity for many people who are listening to this broadcast and hearing God's word. And being encouraged and strengthened and convicted of, of sin and righteousness. And, you know, we believe one day we will all stand before God, as Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier. And what do, we, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear well done or do you want to be well done? I know it's, there's a plan A and a plan B. And we just trust that you want to be part of that plan A crowd to, re- to receive that well done. And to know that because of your giving... Lives were changed. Because of your giving, you'll look around and see a multitude of people in heaven as a result of your generosity. So consider partnering with us in your prayers and partnering with us financially at Contending for the Faith. You know, Dr. Buckner and I always, at the end of the broadcast, encourage folks to send us letters and cards of encouragement. And we got one. It says, Dear Dr. Buckner, thank you for your teaching on both ways. It's so important for us to hear that message and make a choice ourselves. Many people in my community choose sports and fun instead of church. It makes me sad. I think it pleases God when we come together on Sunday and focus on him. Signed, Sandy. Isn't that encouraging, Dr. Buckner? Oh, it's beautiful. We just always get blessed by... uh uh, you know, people who uh, not only support the ministry, but they, uh, you know, write us and give us encouraging letters like that. And so it's just so moving, so moving. And we just want to make a quick correction here. Last week we were using the word A.D. and after the death of Christ, but uh, it uh, because there was a lot of confusion around our discussion, but the, just clarity, uh, it's always a thing that we are learning and others are learning and so the word A.D. is uh, referring to in the year of the Lord. It's, uh, we just want to make sure we make, bring some clarity to that, that it means in the year of the Lord, and that's starting with uh, Jesus' birth on to the present. So we just want to make sure we clarify that uh, because there was some, a lot of things going on at the end of the program with that. So we just want to make sure we bring some clarity uh, to that. Amen. Well, let's get to our uh, callers, and uh, who do we have first? We have Cece? Uh, yes, we do. Cece, how you doing? Oh, how you doing? Well, we are blessed. How are you doing? Uh, uh, it's been a pretty rough day, but I, yes, I'm still here. I, I, I enjoyed uh, the message. Well, good. Uh, and uh, what did you get out of it for you? 
what I get, what I got out of it is for one thing is, is, is that I want to be on that narrow road. You know, I, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, not to, yeah, I want to be on the narrow road. I don't want to be on the, the broad road because that's, like you said, that's the road that everybody is traveling on. And it's popular because you can bring anything in there, you know what I'm saying? And um, I like it how, uh, you know, he talks about enter the narrow gate. And I know in John, I know in John chapter 10, um, Jesus said, he said, I'll tell you the truth, I'm the gate for the sheep. And that's the gate that I want to go through right there. So that I mean, I just like how, how you. I know because a lot of times people, you know, it's, this is a large radio program, and I know it's a lot of people listening out there. And everybody who's listening out there are not Christian. And so the way you did it, how you explained it, was simple enough for them to understand what road that they're traveling on. A lot of times people need to hear that because a lot of pastors are not preaching this type of stuff. They just they preaching stuff that cater to people's felt needs, but you. You're, you're preaching the raw gospel, and you're letting people know where they stand and what God represents, and I think that's so important. And I like how you know, they could, they could, you know, because there's a lot of people who um, have have a mindset that they can live any kind of way they want to live, and hey, I'm gonna get in heaven, and you know, and that's not the case. That's not what the Bible teaches. And I just like how you um, exegeted the scriptures and um, made it very practical, but on a theological perspective. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you so much for the encouraging words. We appreciate it very much. And uh, what's on your heart tonight as far as your question? I was, it's funny, too. I was looking at this passage earlier in Matthew seven twenty one. I've been meditating, I've meditating on this, this passage all day, and I noticed uh, in verse 1 it was, it was two things that really jumped out at me, and I was wondering, wondering if you could you know, give me some help with that. That's Matthew 7 and 21? Yes. Okay, why don't you read it? You have your Bible there so the yes. listening audience can be blessed. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And um, the thing that jumped out to me is when he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. And I was wondering if you could give me some, uh, I know that word carries a lot of weight. What does he, what, what weight does this word Lord carry in this context of this passage? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, what weight it carries in the context of this passage is that Jesus is really uh, referring to people who say that they are, uh, they have faith in him, but they are faithless. They really are religious, but they don't have a relationship. In other words, they are, are in the church, but they're not in Christ. And so uh, a lot of us, a lot of times we will use words like praise the Lord, uh, bless the Lord, uh, hallelujah. We'll use those terms, and I'm going to be kind of like talking about that in this series with the, uh, at the wedding that uh, feasted, the wedding uh, thing that Jesus invited uh, various people to come, and, and, and one guy used the word blessed, you know, it was just a cliché. Uh, we use a lot of terminology, but there's no substance behind it, and that's what Jesus is saying here. And to get a better understanding, I'm going to read the rest of the passages. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonderful works in your name, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that practice iniquity or lawlessness." What you're dealing with right here is a scenario, uh, I believe, that uh, uh, these are people that are actually doing things in his name. Because you say to yourself, uh, how could they do things in his name and use the name Lord and then also be prophesying and casting out demons and doing miracles? There was a gentleman that called me and asked me this one time, and when I broke it down to him, it was such a blessing to him. What you're dealing with here is this uh, situation. Um, I believe here you're dealing with somebody that Jesus had in mind, probably Judas Iscariot, because Judas Iscariot was in the midst of them. Uh, he was did miracles. He did things. But in the end, he didn't even know him, and he even got possessed by the Satan. And so uh, Judas used the name. He did mighty works. He was along with the disciples doing those things. And I really do believe that Jesus has Judas Iscariot in mind here, 
Uh, but in the end, he didn't know him. He didn't know him and died a terrible death. And I believe this. Somebody says to me, how in the world can a person literally do these things, a false teacher do these things? And, well, I believe that what happens oftentimes, like you can deal with uh, healing services, uh, you deal with people who are um, false teachers, and sometimes what God will do because they're using his name in those sessions and those revivals, he's more concerned about the lost person that's in their midst being saved, and he will honor his name even though they don't know him. And Judas Iscariot was doing things, but he didn't know him. Sometimes God will honor his name so he can save the innocent in the midst of them and bring them to to salvation. And that's a pretty powerful way to look at it right there. But hopefully that helps out because they don't know his will, but they're there. And, but they're practicing religion. They're practicing Christianity. They got their names on the church list, but not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They are counterfeits, but they're not the genuine. This is what Jesus is saying here. And Lord means curios. It means ruler, and it means the controller. But uh, that's the last thing that they have in their hearts for him. And hopefully that helps you out. And they have got a whole lot. And uh, I've got one more question, uh, if you can, and then I was asking the player. Well, since uh, we got such a lineup of people, okay. uh, yeah, we got a long uh, lineup of people. Let's uh, deal with that question next time just to be sensitive to the other people. No, no problem. I understand. No problem. Yes. And, and what's uh, your prayer request? Um, if you could pray again for my family, um, I would I'd appreciate that. Uh, my mother, my father, um, my sisters, and um, all of my loved ones. And um, then, if, um, again, we can um, – I just want to – I know I want to focus on all celebrities, but I really want to pray for Will Smith, being especially that Tom Cruise is trying to pull him in. And, of course, Tom Cruise, too. I, I mean, I like them as actors, but I know they need to um, know the Lord, you know, and then um, you pray for my mother and then just pray for me in general. And then, I mean, this might sound weird, but I shave a lot. My hair grows really fast on my face, and I just want to pray that, you know, that God would, like, slow, the, slow down the growth pattern of that. I know people out there saying, that's a crazy prayer, but, you know, that, I would I would you pray for that. All righty. Well, let's do that, uh, Brother Gary. Well, you know, at least this week we're not praying for Mickey Mouse, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in. Yes, how's that. Mickey Mouse doing, by the way? <laughs> uh, Mickey, uh, Mickey Mouse doesn't want to be my friend no more. <laughs> Is that right? It, it, yeah. Now, the, Mickey, let me just ask you this. It was the Mickey Mouse, was it a uh, male or female? Because that would be, if it was a female, it should be Minnie Mouse. Yeah, right? Yeah. How did they get... Um, Mickey Mouse for uh, a male, I mean, a, a female. They, they, they like they like Mickey Mouse a lot. That's oh. like one of their favorite cartoon characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. I was so a little bit confused. That's stuck. Okay, well, oh, yeah. we get, let's press on. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Disney alone. Right? They got enough problems with Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> Lord, we just lift up Brother Cece tonight. We pray for his health, Lord God, that you would strengthen him and encourage him and bless him from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soul. We lift up his his family and loved ones, Lord God, his mother and father, Lord God, and relatives. We pray, Lord God, also for Will Smith and Tom Cruise, that you would just open their eyes to the truth of your word, that you bring people into their lives that would speak that truth, Lord God, and get them off that broad road onto the narrow one, Lord God. We just pray, Lord God, for uh, CeCe's this issue with the, the growth of his beard and hair. And, Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, that you would just help him not to be discouraged, but rather be encouraged, knowing that whatever's going on in his life, Lord God, you're there in the midst. And, and Lord God, that you're going to give him peace and that you're going to strengthen him and use him to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Cece, for your call. Thank you. All righty. God bless you. Uh, who do you want to go to next? Uh, we're going to go to Jenny next. Jenny, how are you doing this evening? Hi, how are you doing, Doctor Buckner? Buckner? How are you doing? I am blessed. I'm blessed, and uh, yeah. it's good to hear your voice. I and call. yes, yeah, what's your prayer request on your heart? My um, my, my prayer request is on my heart, very deeply. Is is my is my family relationship with the Lord? Uh, did, 
uh, 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 the devil is really uh, 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 attacking us with uh, uh, with, with financial issues uh, and and uh, 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 gambling and uh, and uh, having trouble. Uh, 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 getting close to uh, him, uh, like like we need to, and 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 we want to, and uh, uh, he's been really attacking my health very much, and and, and the other and the other members of my family's health very much, so I I, I need prayer. Okay, let's go before the Lord. Let's go before the Lord on those prayer requests. We got about two more minutes before the commercial, but let's pray for you right now, Brother Gary. Lord, we just lift up Jenny and her family right now, Lord God, that they would draw near to you as you would draw near to them, Lord God. We pray that you would just help them in their struggles right now, that you would just drive the enemy out of this situation, Lord God, put a hedge of protection around them and a wall of fire the enemy could not penetrate, and anything that would hinder their uh, growth in their relationship with you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you would divinely step into their their relationship with you, Lord God, that you would just draw them in, Lord God. Be the cement that binds them in their love for you and for each other and help them, Lord God, to be encouraged and not discouraged. Help them, Lord God, to stand strong. Help them, Lord God, with their finances as well, Lord God. The, your word says that my God shall supply all of their needs according to riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Help them to know and to have that peace, that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding, guard their hearts and their minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jenny, for your call, and God bless you. We'll keep you in our prayers. Well, I hear the music. It's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 888 Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick that phone up. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Barry, a pastor, lecture counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We still have a little bit of time left in the broadcast to entertain your questions, comments, or if you need prayer, to pray with you. Again, that number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We're going to get right back to our callers since we have so many tonight. Dr. Buckner, let's go to Deborah. Are you there? Deborah. Yes. How are you doing this evening? I'm uh, wondering, Brother Buckner, is there anything um, um, other than encouraging people with the Word of God and the um, the words of encouragement and 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 the things that you encouraged me to do last week, because a lot of people are in my position and they want to do more for God. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else they can do? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. By the way, first of all, let me say happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Yes, and uh, what are you now, uh, 40 years of age now? Uh, 66. <laughs> I'm just teasing with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy Thank birth- you. Happy birthday. Well, I'm going to let Brother Gary say some things to you on that, and then I'll uh, kind of add something to that as well. <laughs> it sounds like you had this conversation with Dr. Buckner before. I don't know if I've been privy to what your original comment was, but, you know, wherever God has us, there's opportunity. And even if it's just if 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 you can pray, you know, the scripture says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And then the the big question is who comes in and out of your life that God has placed there? Is there an opportunity to share Christ? Is there an opportunity to bear witness? Is there an opportunity to encourage and be a light in a dark place? So those are the kind of questions that, um, you know, a lot of times we can't be responsible for what's going on in Uganda because <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're not there. But the question is, where are we? And what's our, what's our circle of influence? Who are the people that God has placed in our lives? You know, is that our mission field? Is that, are they the ones that need to hear Jesus? And maybe, you know, a prayer is, Lord, open up a door. Bring somebody in that needs to hear that. Bless me to be a witness and an encouragement. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And God is always going to bring people in your life, uh, Sister Deborah. And I think the greatest thing you can do, uh, because you want to pray every day, uh, Lord, bring someone into my life where I can share the good news, the charisma, the good news of Jesus Christ. And one of the greatest things you can do uh, in sharing Christ is like the blind man in John 9. Uh, He had a testimony uh, of his past and his uh, present and future. He said, I was blind, but now I see. You know, uh, I was blind and without uh, physical sight, but Jesus came along and he touched me. And now I see. Greatest testimony is what God has done in your life, what he's done in the, the past, the present, and what he's going to be doing in the future. And you may want to get a book also it's, that is called uh, by Robert E. Coleman, uh, it's uh, forwarded by Billy Graham. It's called The Master Plan of Evangelism. It's an excellent book, and it gives you some basic principles on how to be effective in your witness when God brings these people in your life. Amen? I'm not able to get out, you know, because I'm basically bedbound now. Yes, but what we'll do, what we'll do, we'll get we'll get this book, get a book sent to you. How about that? Okay. There's another thing that I need prayer for, though. Yes. What's, um, what's that? I am. Um, uh, there, I'm going to be calling uh, Merit Nursing uh, School on Monday mm-hmm. to talk to to uh, their director there about getting a senior. Uh, uh, nursing students uh, to gain experience and um, and also uh, was working on on hand you know on hand experience with me and also um, um, learning my routine so that if there's any other time when Donna's not able to come in that I won't lose my hours and my time for service care Amen. Well, let's take that before the Lord right now. Brother Gary? Amen. Lord God, we just thank you for Sister Deborah. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to bless her. Lord, you've heard her heart, Lord God. She wants to be used by you. She wants opportunity to share and to be a blessing, Lord God. And so, Lord, we pray that you give her those opportunities, that you would just continue to bring people into her life, Lord God, that need to hear about this Jesus, that need to hear about this plan of salvation that needed to be rescued from darkness, Lord God. Let her always be a continuous light, Lord God. Regardless of her circumstance or her situation, let her light so shine. And we just pray that she would be able to get these students to be able to come in and to help, and she wouldn't lose out on any of her benefits whatsoever, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you continue to encourage her, continue to strengthen her, Continue to, to bless her, Lord God, and, and fill her with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Touch her from the crown of her head to the bottom of her soul. And, Lord God, just be that encouraging uh, Lord in her life. You are the God of all comfort. Comfort her even now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Thank you, Deborah, for your call. and God bless you. 
I have a message for Cece. Could uh, you pass it on to him? Uh, he's probably listening. Say it. Yes, say it quickly. Brother Cece, I'd like to fellowship with you if you're open to fellowshipping with me. All right. We'll keep that in prayer. Thank you All so right. much. All right. God bless. All right. All so right. we're going to go to Jermaine. Jermaine. Jermaine, how are you doing this evening? I'm oh, doing very well. Well, thank you, my friend, for hanging in there with us, and uh, we trust that you're doing well in your family. Everything is going well. I especially appreciated the, the message tonight. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate that. And what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, yeah, just a, a question I had a few weeks ago about I uh, couldn't get to you guys was about uh, time from God's point of view versus man's point of view. And one criticism I hear of of uh, the Bible is when Jesus says he's coming back, and then I see a lot of people, you know, nowadays they say, well, he's coming soon. And a lot of people use that as, as a way to, to uh, kind of say the faith isn't authentic because soon is 2,000 years later and nobody's here. And for me, I know as a child, time to seem to take just forever, but then get to a certain age and years fly by like weeks. So I was just wondering if time, from God's point of view, when, when he says soon, thousands of years could mean nothing, but when we say soon, is it just a different thing? Like, are we saying the same thing with, with two different meanings, what I'm trying to get at? Well, yeah, that's a good point. Let me just kind of say it this way to you. This will kind of help you out with this because we get caught up on upon words and soon and uh, those sort of things and uh, days and coming and all of those things. But we need to keep our minds on the scriptures, what Jesus said. And remember, Jesus said, no man knoweth the day or the hour. But nor the angels, but my Father, which is in heaven. And he was speaking as uh, the human side of him. And uh, so he was basically saying, don't get caught up into the days and, you know, the hours. And then we might as well include in there the word soon, too. I mean, Jesus made it very clear. But as far as the chronology, let me kind of lay out to you the chronology in terms of uh, what's going to happen before Jesus returns, okay? Uh, and I I am a strong uh, believer in the post-tribulation position that the church will go through the tribulation period because I see that the early church held that position and then the reformers did uh, as well as the church fathers. So uh, this is something that was held by the early church. But if you write down Second Thessalonians chapter 2, <clears throat> The Apostle Paul, <clears throat> excuse me, gives this thing of soon a black eye because he says here, now let me kind of read it to you, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. You have your Bible there? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Always have your Bible. We encourage people to have the Bible so you can see. But let me just kind of read this to you and then make a note and just kind of uh, write it down. But he says here in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and he's warning. First of all, Paul is warning the church of Thessalonica about the coming of the Antichrist. <clears throat> and why would he warn of the coming of the Antichrist if they're going to be here? I mean, if if, if they're going to be here, then he's warning them that people are going to be here. And if the church is gone, there was no need for him to warn the church of the coming of the Antichrist. So, uh, But listen to what he says here in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon, look at the word, soon, this is what they harbor on, not to be soon shaken in your mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or letter, as if from, from us as though the day of Christ has come. So they were caught up into Christ coming soon and all of this stuff, and Paul is saying don't get caught up into that. Now, this is the chronology right now that Paul lays out. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come. The day that will not come is the second coming of Christ. Anytime you have the word day, that refers to the second coming of Christ. So Paul is saying, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come 
unless now he lays out some things that's going to happen before the day arrives, before Christ comes back. This is the chronology. The falling away come first. So what he's saying there when he says a falling away, that's apostasy. There's going to be people falling away. We see people doing that today. People don't have an interest in church. They don't have an interest in Jesus. They don't have an interest in doing what God calls them to do. First, according to the chronology, there's going to be a falling away first. That's the, the apostasy. And then the second thing that he mentions, and then the man of sin is revealed. That's the Antichrist that will come after the apostasy. So the way people are falling away from church not going to church, not having a heart after God. This is a sign that is the Antichrist is on his way. And then the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself above all this called God that is worshiped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So this is the chronology. First, of, of the apostasy. Second, the Antichrist comes. Third, the day of the Lord arrives. So that's the chronology. And if we look at the Word of God for what it says, it'll stop a lot of this nonsense, this soon and this and this and this and that. A lot of this stuff is the dispensationalism, and we just need to say to ourselves, wait a minute, this is not what the Scripture says. The Scripture says something completely different. So hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, it helps me out tremendously, and I'll, I'll do a more thorough word search on that. Amen. Do a word search on that and look at that those passages I said, and then call us back and let us know what you got out of it. I'll do that. Thank you. All right. God bless you, and thank you for your good question. All right. God bless. All right. We have just enough time maybe to entertain Marie. Are you there? Marie, how are you doing this evening? I wanted to know the scripture in the Bible that states, um, you're blessed to live to be old. Do you know what scripture that is? You're blessed to live to be uh, old. Yeah, old. Yeah, and what what makes you what makes you uh, come up with a question like that? What, I'm just I curious. I want to give it to my mom. You want you want to give it to yeah, your mom? And this other elderly lady who don't they don't like you know being old, but it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah, so I, I want them to know that that it's from the Holy Bible. That it's not something I made up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, well, when I find it, I'll give it to you. So I'm reaching out to you, Doctor Buckner, to. Direct me to that scripture so I can write oh, it down. Okay, very good, very good. Well, do you have your Bible there, too? Uh, I have to go in the other room again. And I also want you to tell uh, Sanji I said hi, and she sounds like a nice person. I'd like to get to know her as a friend. I will do that. Yeah, the right. passage that you're looking for is Psalms 90 and verse 10. Psalms 90? And verse 10. Verse 10. And yes. Thank you so much. Well, you're yeah, welcome. And pass that on to her. You know, you could give her my number. I don't think she lives where I live, but, you know, I like her. She sounds so humble and sweet. Yes, she you is. Know, and I really like what she called. Yes, she is. She's a very humble and sweet person. Yeah. And, you know, she they, really... Yeah, they don't come that often nowadays. No, they don't. She really loves the Lord. And, yeah. you know, she. you know what she reminds me of? This is like an innocent child. Well, maybe we need to have that spirit. All of us need that spirit. Oh, we do. We do. And she's it, the only one who has it because I don't even have it. I don't even think I'm. I don't think I'm as humble, but I am a humble person. But I think she's a little more humble than I am. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And closer. I I try to get close to God, but I think she might be closer to God than I am. I'm yes. trying to get closer though. Yes, and let me give you another scripture as well, uh, along with uh, Psalms ninety and ten. Okay. Is uh, Proverbs sixteen and thirty one. Proverbs sixteen. 31? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, well, this to say this, that uh, speaking of childlike faith, that Jesus said, unless you become as one of these little children, mm-hmm. you cannot enter into yeah. the kingdom of God. So, yeah. so uh, we all have to try to get like that. Yeah. A lot of people are childish, but you got to have the childlike faith. So we just appreciate uh, your question tonight. And uh, how long yeah. have you been listening to Contending for the Faith? Oh, a long time. I look forward to it. I anticipate. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I anticipate you on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. I just stay in and listen to you and forget everything else. <laughs> All right. And we'll have uh, Brother Gary before we go to uh, the end of this program. He's going to say something quickly yeah, on next the. Next time we should call, could you give her my number? Uh, I sure will. I sure okay. will. Uh, you got my number? Uh, you know what? Leave it with our uh, announce uh, our uh, okay. home count counselor. All right, sure. Yeah, be sure to do that so that we can pass it on. 
Okay, thank you. <clears throat> okay, thank you for your call. Anyway, I was just going to say Proverbs sixteen thirty one says, "Gray hair is a crown of splendor." So you know, she'll it's, understand that. Yes, it's and her gray uh, hair that she loves. So yeah. Much. She loves her gray hair. <laughs> you know, she can be more happy now yep. that I yep. have so. found this scripture for her. Yep. Amen. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and Nathaniel, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, and your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in, our, in your prayers until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com